Father, we give you thanks, we give you praise. Thank you for accepting our worship. Thank you for our praise. We honor you. We celebrate you. Above all, we love you. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you. Thank you for being our Lord. Thank you for being our master. Thank you for being our redeemer. Thank you for being our king. Thank you for being our high priest who lives forever, making intercession for us. We are so grateful for the gift of life. Thank you for your blood. That speaks of better things than the blood of bulls and rams. We are so grateful. Blessed be your name. We honor you, precious spirit of the living God. We yield this meeting to you. We say, have your way. Have your way and be glorified. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Happy New Year once again. Happy New Year. Amen. Happy New Year. We started last year looking at profiting from the word and while on the one hand I'm going to continue with that team since this is our first meeting for the year that is probably and that totally came to me as we were worshipping that maybe it's instructive for us to also emphasize the importance of the word of God to see us through the whole of the year 2020 um, I am becoming increasingly persuaded that the only barrier to anything that we desire for this new year is going to be what is the level of the word that is in you. I'm going to say that again. The only obstacle to any desires that you have for this year that is a godly desire is not even Satan. It is what is the level of the word of God that you have in you for that desire. Some of you will remember some time ago we looked at John chapter 1. Let's, let's start from John chapter 1. John chapter 1, let's read from verse 1 to 5. John chapter 1, very familiar passage of scripture. Are we all there? Okay. John chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. All things were made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. And the light shined in darkness. And darkness comprehended it not. And if you remember when we looked at this text some time ago. I can't remember quite a few years ago now I believe. We looked at it. And we began to say, if we do what you might call substitution without taking anything out of that text. It says, in the beginning was the word. <clears throat> Everything that God is going to begin with us in this new year must begin with the word. Hello? It must begin with the word. It didn't say in the beginning was prayer. 
It didn't say in the beginning was praise. In the beginning was the word. Now here is where it becomes a little bit more interesting. It says the word was with God. And then it tells you that the word was God. So it means that in the beginning of anything we are going to go through this year. God must be at the center. If God, through his word, is not the objective center of everything that we want to attain in 2020, we might as well not even try to start it because there will be no power in it. Now, in verse 2, he says, the same, so in that the same, we can put the word, or we can put God was in the beginning with God. But I would prefer to put the word. Because the word and God are one and the same. So the word was in the beginning with God. Now I want you to get something from this second verse. The word was in the beginning with God. It means that there has to be, you remember the phrase I used then, a proceeding word. From God for you regarding anything that we are believing him for in 2020 and beyond throughout this new decade. If there is no proceeding word from God, there cannot be a beginning for us. If God doesn't speak, forget it. It doesn't matter who speaks. If God doesn't speak, that speaking is going to be in vain. So for everything we are going to desire in this new year, and I am believing God for great things for each and every one of us, for the body of Christ, for this fellowship, there will be a proceeding word from God. The word was in the beginning with God. It means God determines the beginning of the matter. And he determines it by what he says. Through the instrument of his word. Then he goes on, he says, All things were made by the word, by him. All things were made by the word. So, what are the things that you want in 2020? Whatever those things are, they will be made by the word of God. If I don't know what the word of God says about those things, those things cannot be made. Because it says the beginning, what is the raw material for the things that you want, is the word. If success is what you want, the raw material for success is the word. If it's peace that you want, the raw material for peace, your peace, is the word. If it's good health that you want, the raw material, all things are made. So when you say something is made... For it to be produced, you need the word. So if you don't have the word or the raw material, that thing cannot be made or you cannot bath that thing in your life. All things were made by the word. If you look at somebody to look at Hebrews 11.3 for us, it says, actually, let's begin from verse 1. 
He says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Verse 2 says, by it we understand that the elders obtained a good report because we understand that the world was framed by the word of God. Sorry, the world was framed by the word of God and by it the elders obtained a good report. Can somebody read it for us? Now, one to three. Now, faith is the substance. Mm -hmm. of things hoped for yes the evidence of things not seen mm -hmm. for by it the elders obtained yes good testimony okay by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of god okay so by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of god that same word we have as framed can be said that the, the world was made by the word of god Everything that God does is through the instrument of the word. And I'm leading to somewhere. My prayer is that this year, this month, from this week, from tonight, there will be a hunger and a passion for increasing your word level. Personally, increasing your word level. Until, listen, until there is an increase in your word level, there cannot be a turnaround in your life. If you want a turnaround in any area, turn around the level of the word inside of you. Bless you. And this is the key here. The key is that God is not going to change this principle. No word. No things. No word, no miracle. No word, no healing. Until you raise the word level, things will remain the same. You can enter a new year and there can be no change if I don't increase the word level. And I want this to be really practical for us. How do I increase the word level? What you give time to, you become. Should I say that again? What you give time to, you become. Until you make a commitment today that I'm going to give time to the word of God. I said somewhere this last weekend, I said that the word of God cannot be a weekend visitor to your life. The word of God cannot come to your life on special occasions. <coughs> you have to watch daily at the gate of wisdom. And wisdom comes from the word. Are you hearing me? Right? So it's important that if we don't leave with anything today, have a desire that I must increase in the word of God this year. All the other things will fall into place when I increase in the word. Now, why is this important? Look at this in John chapter 1 again. All things were made by the word, and without the word was not anything made that was made. I'm putting, the, um, we are substituting the word for him there now because we know him 
He's talking about the person and he's talking about the word who is God. Are we all there? Yes, Verse 3, okay? All things were made by him. Him is who? The word. And the word is God. Right? All things were made by the word. And without the word was not anything made that was made. In the word was life. If you are going to give life to your desires, it must come from the word. And the life was the light of men. Now you remember that in the Psalms, the Bible says the entrance of the word does what? It giveth light. If the word doesn't come in, guess what will happen? We will just be in darkness in that area where we want God to make things happen for us. So this year, be persuaded that something has to change. You can't continue with the same word level and be expecting maturity and growth. It's not going to happen. Are you with me? Right? It's not going to happen. And how do I know that qualitatively, I am increasing in my word level. We have to look at my disciplines. Let me give some practical examples. How many verses of scripture on a specific area, a theme, a topic, have you memorized since Sunday? Or since last Wednesday, first. Because we have finished one week now. So what you are saying, if you have not memorized one verse, one new verse, or reiterated one verse that you know, that you know, that you know, this verse is hidden inside of you, it means that you have spent the first week of the year in darkness. If I can put it up bluntly. In him was life. And that life is the light of men. So if the word is not in, what's left is darkness. Are you with me? Right? So I need to be committed first to studying the word, to reading the word, to making time for the word of God. If I don't make time for the word of God, the word of God cannot make time for me. If I don't spend time hiding the word, then there is nothing, no raw material to walk with by the Spirit of God in my life. Let me put it in another practical way. How many minutes do you give to the Word of God a day? I'm not talking of to pray out. How many minutes do you 
give to the word of God? Or how many hours do you give to the word of God? If I can put it in another comparative level. If I ask you how many minutes do you give to the word of God? How many hours do you give to your employer? And who really is your employer? Who give you life? Who put breath in you for you to be able to do the job that you're doing? So if you don't spend quality time in the word, the word will not profit you. That's where I'm going. The profiting that comes from the word is releasing the creative power of the word, the divine nature of the word, and the divine abilities of God into every area of your life and my life. So this year, I want to encourage every one of us that we go back to basics in the word of God and get our seeds from this book of the law. You want a new house? Get the seed from the Bible. Don't get the seed for your new house by going to estate agents. First of all, sit down with the word. And look for where he says he will give you houses. Look for a scripture that you will anchor your search on. Or the delivery of your house on. Let me tell you, if you don't get the seed, I'm not saying you won't get a house. You can find a house, but that might not be the house that God wants for you. Because he says in Jeremiah 29, 11, he says, I know the plans that I have for you. If God has plans for you, they are the best plans. Are you all right? Yeah. You want to go on? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. No, no, don't be. Attend to her. Thank you. He's a queen. Attend to her. Right? Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Right? It's important that we find the seed for all that we desire from the Word of God. So don't just go into the scripture just to read one chapter, two chapter. Be very conscious of the fact that I'm going to read because I'm going to search. Jesus said, search the scripture. He didn't say read alone. There's a place where we are commanded to read. There's a place where we are commanded to study. There's a place where we are commanded to store the word of God. But there's also a place where we are commanded to search the scripture. For they speak of him. So if I'm looking for something important in my life, where is the seed of the word? Romans says, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by what? The word. If the word doesn't come in, faith cannot be released. But if the word comes in, 
and you suddenly have the seed of the incorruptible word of God regarding your house. Guess what will happen? And I'm using that as an illustration. Regarding your house. Once you have that incorruptible seed, you know that nothing can corrupt it. What you see in the physical cannot corrupt it because the Bible says it's an incorruptible seed of the world. Number two, in that seed, God will provide the rain of your seed. So, for seed to become a fruit, it now has to be planted. The seed must be planted in the soil of my heart. That's Matthew 13. Right? When it's planted, and I'm now water, the watering comes from God. He says he will give me the rain of my seed. And because he says it will give me the rain of my seed, the seed will be fruitful. Somebody to read um, Isaiah 30 for me. Isaiah chapter 30, verse 25 or 23. 23. 23. Yeah, 23. Read it out. Isaiah 30. 23. Isaiah 23. Isaiah 30. Oh, verse 30. 23. Says, then it will give the rain for your seed. Louder, louder. Then you will give the rain for your seed. Stop. So, implication here is that if you have no seed, you don't need rain. God is not a wasteful God. If you have no seed, it means that you are not going to plant. And if the word is not planted in you, why do we want to give you rain that will bring forth growth of the seed and harvest? Hello. Read it again. Then it will give you, you then it will give the rain for your seed. Mm-hmm. With which you sow with which you sow the ground. With which you sow the ground. What is the ground? The ground is your heart. The word of God must break the fallow grounds of your heart and it will do it with seed, seed thoughts. Everybody say seed thoughts. Seed thoughts. God will give you his seed thoughts. He says, for I know the thoughts that I have towards you, saith the Lord. In the same Isaiah, he says, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. You are thinking about a house you will rent. God is saying, I want to give you a house that you will own. Isn't that a higher thought? And God is saying, I will make it happen in such a way that it will be so convenient for you. But can you dare to find my seed thoughts in my word and then sow it in the ground of your hearts? And when you sow it in the ground of your heart, I will water it. I will give you the rain of the seed. And when you sow it, what does it say will happen to the, to the sowing? It says, and, and bread of the increase of the earth. 
He will give you the bread of the increase of the earth and bread of the increase of the earth. Uh -huh. It will be fat and plentiful. It will be, see, the word, the seed of the word always brings fatness and plenteousness. That's why the Bible says the thoughts of the righteous tend to plenteousness. But if there is no seed, please, I'm trying to let you see why getting into the word is so important. If there is no seed, there is very little for God and the Holy Spirit to walk with inside you. So when Proverbs 2 says that you should lay up or store up the word, my son, pay attention to my words. Incline your ears to my saying. Lay it up in your heart. And go to Proverbs 2. And then we'll go back again too. My son, if thou will receive my words, you can just even stop there. It, Proverbs 2. I'm, I'm reading from New King James. KJV. This is KJV. Proverbs 2, just the first verse. My son, if you will. What's any other translation there? What well, Newton James says more about, not about the seventeen. Okay. My son, if you receive my words. If you receive. First, the word if is a conditional term. That's right. Are you there? Yes, sir. Proverbs 2, verse 1. The word if means that there's an imperative there that depends on what you do. God will not force his words because his words will give you the seed thoughts of what God has in store for you. His words will tell you how God thinks. What God thinks. And when you get the thoughts of God for 2020, your life will be on a different trajectory from what it has been before. So can you begin the year by saying anything that I want this year, I'm going to search the scripture. I'm going to ask if I don't know. Can you help me with the thoughts of God in the area of promotion? Can you help me with seed thoughts from the word of God? That I can sow into the ground of my heart about fruitfulness. Can you help me with the seed thoughts? Give me some seeds to plant in my heart or in the soil of my heart, the ground of my heart, on righteousness. Can I get sick thoughts on what it means to be more kind, to be more compassionate, to be more uh, 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 loving, to be more patient, to be more humble? Because if you don't have those sick thoughts, there is nothing for the Holy Spirit to work with. And you will remain in darkness because it's the sick thoughts that will release the light. 
my son, if you will receive my words. And then he says, hide my commandments. His commandments are his words with thee. So that you will incline your ear unto wisdom and apply your heart to understanding. But if the word is not there, what that means is that if you've not received the word, you've not received the seed taught, there can be no wisdom. Neither can there be understanding. And it is through wisdom that a house is built. It is by understanding. It is established. Your house of success must be built by wisdom. Your financial house must be built by wisdom. Whatever house you want to build, the seed thoughts must come from here. So let's go back to John chapter 1. John says, in him was light, the light was the light of men, and then it says, the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. The darkness comprehended it not. Right? Now, pardon me. Every time that we desire something from the Lord, whatever it is, until God speak, we're in a state of darkness on that issue. As soon as God speaks, because we do our parts in looking into the mirror of the word, something begins to change inside us. God's word is settled already forever. settled. But God begins to use the instrument of his word to do something inside my heart and bring me to a place of understanding of his purpose and his plans for me. So is the word. Every one of you that I sent a text to, I said about divine Purposes, divine plans, divine possibilities, divine peace, and divine prosperity. Right? Divine purpose is very simple. It's just God's thoughts for me. His agenda. What he wants to achieve in my life, in your life. For 2020, for the decade ahead. And it's the best. And God has a plan in place that if I come to him and I come humbly to the mirror of the word, God will show me the blueprint for the journey ahead. 
That's where real profiting from the word comes from. So my prayer is very simple. For 2020, this first day before we return back and then look at the details of profiting, right? I want to challenge you to make a radical commitment that I'm going to increase my word level. I am going to increase my word level. And I, w I want this to be very practical because you can do it. I don't know what your work situations are. 10 minutes at work, 15 minutes at work. You can, search engines are all over the place now. That you can just Google, give me 15 scriptures on faith. No frills, you just list the scriptures for you. And you just read aloud to yourself. Until finally you commit at least five into your memory. You store it in your heart. Now you have something to think about. That is based on the word of God. What is more important? The good news or the news on Teddy? What is the news on Teddy going to buy me my house? Is it going to fix my marriage? Is it going to fix my health? So what is the news on telling? What good is it to me until we start measuring our lives bluntly that way? The good news won't profit us. But Paul says that wherever we stand, he wants us to stand in the fullness of the blessing of the gospel of Jesus Christ. But to stand in that fullness of the gospel, the blessing of the gospel, I must stand in the word. Go to Zechariah 7. I want you to see it talks there. Let's start from verse 11. 11 and 12. From verse 11, yes. But they refused to heed. They refused to... Are we all there? Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. Zechariah, are you there? No. Zechariah 7. Joseph. Towards the end. Towards Malachi. Yes, <laughs> Zachariah seven. But they refuse to heed. When my translation says hacking, that means they refuse to hear. They refuse to pay attention to. Go on, sir. Shrug their shoulders. They did that. I like. I, I, 
right? That means don't care, right? Not important, not my priority, not interested. Do you know that we can be going to church? Not interested. I'm more concerned about the social engagement, the social activity, than actually hearing God speak. I'm more concerned about fraternizing than actually having fellowship. First with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. See, that's the difference between us and the disciples of old. The disciples of old, they, John, John in, in, in Epistle of John, he, 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 he epitomizes it for us. That which we have heard, that which we have seen, that which we, are, we have handled, right? That which we have touched. And then he said, even the word. The word of life. Have you handled the word of life? Have you touched the... See, if you touch a living word, there is no way that light, current, will not pass through you. The living current of God will pass through you. In any area of your life. So this one's, Zechariah saying, they're hearing the word, but no difference. They're not paying any attention to it. May that not be our portion in 2020 in Jesus' name. Amen. That something will so break on the inside of us. A holy desire will arise for the deep things of God. A hunger. Jesus said, those who hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. Lord, fill me anew. My old world, world level will not do. Give me fresh level. Still waters can never be satisfying. Give me fresh water. Stagnant waters are no good. They attract all kinds of infestations. Give me fresh water. Moving water of life. Bringing new things. When Ecclesiastes, the preacher was talking, he says that the preacher brings forth new things from the world. Each one of us is a preacher. To preach is to say the same thing as what God is saying. In your life, to your life, in your home. Read us up. But they refused to heed, mm -hmm. shrugged their shoulders, and stopped their ears so they could not hear. And stopped their ears, right? The ears is referring to is the inner man, the ears, so that they could not hear. What you don't listen to with your physical ear, your inner ear cannot hear it. That's why getting into the word is not negotiable. Reading the word aloud, studying the word, memorizing, talking to one another, looking for seed thoughts, 
Oh, it will make my day. If people start calling me and say, Oh, Brother Peter, I'm believing God for something in this area. Can you help me look for scriptures that we can agree on? I will be doing myself. I found three scriptures. Can you give me more scriptures? See, when Malachi was talking about those who feared the Lord, mm-hmm. chapter 4, he said they were talking to one another. What were they talking about? The word. Our conversation should be that which is in heaven. That's what the Apostle Paul was talking about. And the conversation always centers around the word. It centers around God. The word was God. Can you imagine in heaven, angels are talking, they said, let's be discussing what is happening in Nigeria. Angels don't do that. Revelation tells us, hallelujah for the Lord God omnipotent reigning. All they talk about, day and night is God. And if that is the portion of the holy elect angels, that is actually also the portion of the redeemed. Read on, sir. Yes, they made their heart like flint. They made their heart like flint. My translation says like adamant stone. They hardened their hearts. Their heart was so hard, the word was impenetrable because they will not even countenance the word. Let me put it this way. Your heart will be like flints or adamant to the extent that you refuse to focus on hiding the word in your heart so that you know the thoughts of God, you know the minds of God, you know the law of God in that area of your life. We should be increasing. And I want us to be honest with ourselves. Have I increased in my knowledge of the word of God? Have I increased in laying up the word of God in my heart? Or am I just playing church? Read on, sir. Yes, they made their heart like flint, refusing to hear the laws. They refused to hear... I don't want us to rush you, sir. They refused to hear the law. See, the hearing that God is talking about is a hearing that brings faith. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. When you hear the law, the word of God, and you store it up, faith must surely arise because in the seed of that incorruptible word is everything that you need. Faith for what you want. Peace. Joy. Everything about the kingdom of God is wrapped up in the seed of the word. Go on, sir. Refusing to hear the law and the words. And the the words which the Lord of hosts had sent by his spirit. Right? And the words 
which the Lord of hosts has sent by his spirit. Right? By his spirit. Not an academic word. It is by the spirit. Because when God speaks by his spirit, you just know this is a done deal. This is settled. This is settled. And when we start speaking to one another and encouraging one another in the world, you guess what will happen? A prophetic unction will begin to flow in the midst of saints, in the fellowship. It begin to flow. I will phone you and I'll be saying, this is what I'm believing God for. A prophetic unction will flow because the word level in you is high and you will give a word and from that word will flow. A proceeding word for me, that's a prophecy. And it doesn't have to be that says, oh, no. Just simple word, it's a done deal. You'll have it tomorrow. Is it that said they're terminating uh, the contract of everybody in my place of work and they've told me that today is my last day, I'm going to work, tomorrow is my last day, blah, blah, blah. And uh, when she finished, I said, okay. Is that what you want? No, sir. I said, okay. Your case is different. Go there tomorrow. The Lord go before you. They asked everybody to go. This was this December, so it's not like yes, ten years ago. That's everybody to go. And then, as she was also living, then they called her. They sent somebody to call her out, and said the oh guy at the top wants to see you. The boss wants to see you. She goes in, said, "We really appreciate what you've been doing for this organization. You're extending your contract." Oh. Every other person. She came out and rang me immediately shivering. I said, but I told you your case is different. Why? Because we are operating the word. I want to see an increase of that in our midst. Because that's what makes the disciples different. They stood on the authority of the word of God, but they also spent time with the word of God. And Jesus did exactly the same thing that he's asking us to do. Jesus knew the word so much that each time the devil came at him, he says, it is written. How can he know what is written if he has not studied? If he has not learned it by heart? At age 12, he's talking with the doctors of letters. In Luke 5, I believe it, it was, they said that he's teaching and the Pharisees and the doctors of letters were present, hearing him, and then he finished with, and the power of the Lord was present to heal. Why? Because the zeal for the word was upon him. He is the living word. Right? And the word was 
coming out of it. Read up. Um, the word which the Lord of hosts has sent by his spirit through the former prophets. Mm -hmm. Thus the great wrath came upon the Lord's they came from the Lord of hosts. Exactly. So you see, when we talk about the wrath of God, the wrath of God also involves that God can't do anything for me outside of his word. And that's at the risk of sounding irreverent, is frustrating for God. God wants to bless you, he wants to promote you, he wants to elevate you, but you won't come to the word. And he cannot do anything outside of his word. May this year be different for us in Jesus' name. May we hunger and thirst for more of the word of God so that our profiting will appear to all men in 2020 in Jesus' name. Please, I want you to hear if you can hear what's ringing in my heart, this not even what did I say we we're going to share today? I said we we're going to review all the things we did on profiting from people. That's what you and I were talking about before we started worshiping, right? But this is so strong in my spirit as we're worshiping. We need each one of us make a commitment. You want faith to increase. Listen to me. And you won't read a single book on faith for the whole year. Abba. You won't invest. You will go and buy shoe. One forty pounds, one fifty pounds, ninety-nine pounds. Common book on righteousness. Five pounds ninety-nine. You won't buy, you won't read. Where your heart is, that's where your treasure is. Let me encourage you this year. Take one or two things that you want to develop yourself in. Take money and invest money and buy one, two, three, four, five books in that area. Then go into the world. Get a study Bible. And then look for one, two, three people that you can encourage yourself in that area. Have you read this book by so so person? So that when we come for fellowship, Fellowship simply means all of us are contributing out of the gross weight of the deposit of God in our spirit. Isn't that the way you became a specialist in whatever you do? You studied. You gave yourself to the job. And the job gave itself to you. You gave yourself to the career. And the career gave itself to you. How much more if you give yourself to God? <clears throat> Isn't that the difference between the Christians in Thessalonica compared to those of Berea? 
They search the scripture. Go to Acts 20. Acts 20, just give it to my spirit. Again, familiar passage of scripture. Verse 32. Acts chapter 20. And now, brethren, yep, read. So now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace. I commend you to God and to the word of his grace. And to the word of his grace. And what is that word able to do? Which is able to build you up. What is going to build you up in 2020? The word. The word. And the word is always a word of grace. Mm. The word of grace. His grace. Which is able to build you up and to do what? And give you inheritance. Inheritance. What is an inheritance? The things that have been left for you. Mm. Money is left for you. That is already in your account in heaven for 2020. Joy left for you. Peace left for you. Abundance left for you. Everything that you need for this journey for 2020 has been prepared and left for you. It has been prepared and left for you. But there is a key to get what has been left for you. Somebody has to read 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. And give me... Verse 9 and 10. Are we all there? Still stay in Acts okay. um, 2032. 20, 20, yes. Mm -hmm. So who is reading 1 Corinthians 2 9 and 10? Who is reading that for us? So, as it is written. Mm -hmm. For what? As it is written. For? As it is written. For? As it is written. Okay. Wait. I want you to underline that in your Bible. As it is written. How do you know an inheritance is yours? <coughs> How do you know an inheritance is yours? When it's read to us. From where? From what is written. What is that document written called? Yeah, Thank you. Right? Your inheritance is in a will. It's in this covenant. This is the will, the last testament of Jesus Christ. Everything is written here. Your inheritance is, is written here. For 2020, all the things that God wants you to inherit... 
in this year, in the next 10 years, in the next 20 years, in the next 50 years of your life, if the Lord tarries, is here. As it is written, if the will is in front of you and you refuse to read the will, how can you know what has been freely given to you? If you don't know what is written, the lawyer can fleece you from your inheritance. I hope you know that. The trustees can take your inheritance away from you and you wouldn't even know. Because you refuse to read the will. But as it is written, go on. I has not seen, mm -hmm. nor ear heard, mm -hmm. nor have entered into the heart of man mm -hmm. the things which God has prepared for those who love him. So, is God just going to prepare them or is already prepared? Yeah. Okay. Have prepared, complete, done transaction. And if it's already prepared for you, it's for you to just go and take ownership. Go and take delivery of your goods for 2020. And to take delivery, examine what has been written. And he then tells us, he doesn't leave us without a witness. He tells us how we can know the things that God has prepared. Go to the next verse. It says, but God has revealed them to us. Wait, God has done what? Hidden them from us. God has hidden what he has prepared from us. What did he say? He has revealed them to us. God has revealed them to us. But if you won't, study the documents. Read the will. How will you know what has been revealed? And how has he revealed it? Through his spirit. And then he says, for the spirit does what? It searches all things. Yay! The deep things of God. Are you with me? So if you want to know, this thing is very simple. Just search this book. Search it. Everything that has been written is for us. Read Romans 15, 4 for me. Why are you there? 15, 4. Romans 15, 4. 15 and 4. Yeah. For whatever things were written before were written for our learning. Wait, wait, wait. For whatever... Go on, go on. Look, 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 look at it. <laughs> Romans 15, 4. Yeah, yeah. I'm there. You're there, and others are okay. still on their way. Oh, okay. Almost. But that's uh, almost there. Romans 15. 4. 4. Right? So, the first one we just read now says, But it is written, mm. I have not sinned. He has not heard, not either has entered the heart of man, the things that God has prepared for those who love him. But these things are revealed unto us. Mm. Romans 15. 4. 4. Romans 15. 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 For whatever things were written before, they were written for our learning. Wait. It means that you have to learn what your inheritance is. Mm. 
What you don't learn, you don't know. And what you don't know cannot set you free. When was the last time you learned something about your inheritance yourself? See, self-learning is more powerful if you learn something from the word yourself and you know God revealed this to me, no devil in hell can take what you have received by revelation. Read it again. For whatever things were written before mm -hmm. were written for our learning mm -hmm. that we through the patience and comfort of the scriptures. Wait. I don't want us to rush that bit. He says that we through the patience and comfort of scripture. I love that phrase. Of scripture. Through the patience and comfort of of scripture. See, I don't even know why we run away from reading this book. It tells us that there is comfort in scripture. There is a patience that scripture will build in your spirits. Because you know that God is faithful. He says the seed that he has given you when he releases the rain of your seed, it will be fat and Plentiful. And we know that God's testimonies are righteous and His commandments are faithful. God never fails. Psalm 119138. Through the patience and comfort of Scripture, might have what? Hmm? Might have what? Say it now. We might have hope. Hope! The reason why many of us are meandering through seemingly hopeless situations is that there is no patience and comfort of scripture. We've refused to learn it. And where there's no hope, there can be no faith. Very, very profound, Salvatore. Are you with me? Yes, Let's commit to learning this year. Let us do what? Commit, commit to, to learning in 2020. Learning together. Reading together. Do you know how Christians hold, particularly the Quaker community, how they used to have fellowship together? They have like reading days where everybody will come. My son will gather in the Rubumas house or in the Adam's house. We take one book written by one of the spirituals. And we start reading it together. Somebody will be reading out aloud one chapter, chapter one. When you finish reading chapter one, all of us are listening. We pray about it. We talk about it. What did you learn? What did you hear from what you read? Everybody will share and talk. Right? And they pray. They go to chapter two next week. And then we wonder how 
they had such encounters with God that we didn't have. But now, we will have barbecue. And gist about unholy things. And we expect the standard of delivery of inheritance to be the same with the saints of old. It's not possible. We are not doing what they are doing. Or what they've done. It's not possible. Telling us the truth. There has to be a change of level. I personally believe, this is my this is my personal belief, that there is a word meter somewhere in the realm of the spirit. That word meter in my belief system, is tied to light. You know, there is certain level of light that darkness is not intimidated by. For example, if you have candlelight and the whole of this house is in pitch darkness, who is winning? Darkness. Darkness is winning. Because there's no darkness and that candlelight. Once you move out of the area of influence of that small candlelight, you better watch how you're climbing the stairs. Otherwise, you have a broken neck. But if the light that you have is the sun, that's another level of light. And yet, in the book of Revelation, it tells us that in God's kingdom, there is no moon, there is no sun, the Lord himself is the light of the city. And if God is the light of the city, imagine when God himself, Jesus said, I have come that you might have life. And then he says, I am the light of the world. And the Bible says, that he is the true light. Mm. I think that's in, J, in, 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 in John chapter 1. Right? He is. I want you to underline that actually. I think it's. Is it 17? Or. Not 17. Uh, 11, 11, 12, 13, 14. Sorry, it's nine. No, just read nine. Okay. Is everyone there? Yeah. Chapter one, verse nine. Yeah. John. Mm -hmm. That was the true light, which gives light to every man coming into the world. Stop. I want you to underline that phrase, true light. True light. If there is true light, it means that there can be false light. Mm -hmm. The Apostle Paul says, Marvel not that Satan can do what? Appear as an angel of light. 
what we want as we intermingle with the word of God in this new year is the true light. And that light lights every man. When that true light is in you, no darkness can withstand you. True light. That is the true light that lights every man that cometh into the world. Did you notice that? That lighted every man that cometh into the world. It means that when that true light lights you, when you step into the world, you become the light of the world yourself. You are now a light bearer. You are enlightened. Full of light. That's what we want. To prayerfully pursue. Changing your ways. I'm talking now about Bible discipline. Mm -hmm. About Bible discipline. I was sharing the other day. I said on the second, after we listened to that message on perfection, I was in the scripture looking for scriptures on perfection. I sat with 63 scriptures, different scriptures, for almost five hours in my study up there. I wasn't preparing for any message. They are for my personal edification. I wrote them out. Go and bring the new book. The second book is up there. There are 63 scriptures on perfect and perfection. Handwritten with this hand of mine over five hours. Today, even though I've been at work, I've looked at 31 scriptures on spiritual warfare. I'm not using them to preach. They are for me. We have to make a radical commitment to change. To change. If you don't pay the price to give yourself to this, then the things that have been written the things that are your inheritance, you can't assess it. But you will assess it in 2020 in Jesus' name. You will assess it this year. This year will be an especial year in your life. This year will be different for you in Jesus' name. You will pay the price. You will be disciplined. You will study. You will profit from the world. 
the scripture will make sure that as you give yourself to doctrine, to reproof, to correction, to instruction in righteousness, you will be thoroughly equipped unto every good work and you will be able to access your inheritance for this year in the name of Jesus. For your household, for your children, for your destiny, for your children's destiny, for your marriage, for your community, as you stay in the world. My prayer is that the Lord will so renew your mind and my mind this year. We will do what is needful to renew our minds. And the Lord will quicken us by his spirit. When we were ministering this last weekend, they were saying, ah, it's difficult to memorize. I said, let's do an experiment. And we've done it before in school of Tyrannus. How long does it take to memorize one verse of scripture? It's less than two minutes. How long does it take to know a song? What do you do to learn a song? To listen to it over and over again. Why is it that they will take songs from the scripture? Sometimes it might be 8, 9, 10, 14, 15 verses put together as songs. And you will know the song, but you won't know the scripture. How? Is it not the same words that's written? That's what Zechariah is talking about. They refuse to hear the words. They refuse to pay attention to it. It's the same brain that I will use to read. To store it up in the memory bank so that my spirit can have food to eat. If I can feed my body, I should feed my spirit this year. If you can clothe your body, then clothe your spirit this year. It's time for us to do away with all the filthiness of the flesh and the spirit, perfecting what? Holiness in the fear of God. Amen? Amen. Bow your heads with me. Our prayer is said. This year, Lord, do something in me. Do something.